Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 33 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch it. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter and the arrival at Heaven's Arena. Yeah, it's a really cool place. And I feel like we don't say enough things inside of these openings for different destinations where you yourself can buy a timeshare. Yes, you can be part of this beautiful place. It's in the 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 uh, the, the sky, um, and uh, I usually don't get this far into the program. Just 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 let's just jump in. Okay. So, episode 33, I said that during the intro, and I was almost like, I almost stopped and was like, holy crap, that's a lot of episodes. It feels good. We have done a lot of episodes. I know. Let's keep doing more. Yeah, let's keep on doing that. So, hello, everybody. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> oh is, is this on? Oh. oh. They're out oh. there. Oh. Bobby. <laughs> Um, so, hey, a um, uh, couple of things uh, before we get started into the Hunter x Hunter episodes. Yeah. You talk because um, I'm we... finishing a sucker. Yeah, okay. That sounds ridiculous. It's Anyways, delicious. Um, it's for Valentine's Day. So, um, as as most people know, because uh, we mentioned it last time, uh, we're going to be uh, putting out some newer kind of like joint episodes with other podcasts. And uh, drum roll, roll, please. Um, do I have we, to? I don't know if it's going to affect the mic. Um, Can we I, just fix it in post? No, don't fix. Don't put anything there, Rashad. Don't, please, don't. Anyways, um, so <laughs> what I was going to say was, uh, we are recording our first two joint episodes next weekend. So when you're hearing this on Sunday, like one week from Sunday, this Sunday, Sunday is when Sunday. we're going to be recording them. Um, it's super exciting. Uh, we're we're watching two anime movies that I have never seen before, and Blake also has never seen before. So we're we're pretty jazzed about that. I don't even know uh, one of really... the movies that we're watching. I know I know one of them. We'll, we'll talk later. It's going to be yeah. a surprise, uh, partially to yeah, me. Yeah. Um. So I've been setting these up, talking to these other podcasts. We're also going to release um after we record and make sure everything is uh good and recorded. Um, who the podcasts are and where you can hear them and who you should be paying attention to because they've been as awesome, you know, awesome enough to record with us. Um, the other thing that we wanted to talk about, and uh, we will give you a. Uh, a little bit of sneak peek after the end of this episode is that we have been finally, finally talking to people Someone inside of our Reddit, us. and it has been just the best having somebody reach out uh, through like this medium that we set up. Um, and the person that reached out to us was like, "Hey, I know you're doing Cowboy Bebop, but there is a missing part." that you didn't mention that you were going to run into because you've just been doing the episodes, and that is the Cowboy Bebop movie. And Blake and I were like, huh, well, that makes sense. And, and like, we have been talking about doing anime movies, but this one is not a standalone. The way that the creators of Cowboy Bebop did it was they did it in conjunction with the show. So, like, in between a couple of episodes, like, specifically these, like, two episodes that are coming up, there is the Cowboy Bebop movie and it happens like as like a session. Um, so we're going to be doing, uh, watching that. Uh, I guess you've already watched it. I watched I it last re-watch- night. <laughs> I, I, um, was rewatching it today. Um, but, uh, I am going to rewatch it probably again before we record just because of how good the movie actually is. I also um, might and- rewatch it before we record because it is that good. <laughs> Yeah. And so like when we when we get closer um to it uh, uh or I get closer to it cuz we're doing it next week. But when we do that episode, <laughs> uh Blake and I will decide if we're going to take just our normal amount of time or if we're going to go longer because I would be surprised if we don't go longer because there is so much good stuff inside of it. I'm like um, I'm hoping yeah, that it's a normal length episode so that it like fits, but I, we could probably talk for a lot longer about it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, the other random thing that I was going to talk about, um, on this episode at the very start is a, a really, really cool show that I have been watching. Um, and I, I wanted to bring it up, um, other than talking about this insane anime that somebody was just talking to me about, about uh, this guy with the power of sun hands and he's, uh, uh, he bakes bread. It's a bread anime. I, I somebody told me about this today, and I was like, "This is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard what, about." What the, I'm probably going to watch sun it. Sun hands. Yeah, he's got like sun hands, like hands that make like heat, and so that he can bake the bread as he like rolls it. It sounds super stupid, dude. Um, that guy should just but, work at a dispensary. Yes, probably. Anyways, um, so the other thing I was going to talk about is this awesome show called Altered Carbon, and. Um, the biggest reason I bring it up is because we've, we've talked a little bit, um, with, with other people that do podcasts and do, um, shows where they cover things that are kind of like, uh, movie based sci-fi and uh, stuff like that. Um, and one of the things that they brought up is shows and that are really, really, um, they're like roughly based on a lot of concept that are introduced inside of anime um, and altered carbon, I kind of want to go into a deeper dive on this, um, because there's a lot of like anime inspired things that are brought up, um, inside of the show or things that reminded me of really cool animes. So I wanted to plug our Patreon as part of this. Uh, I'm going to be writing an article, um, about the connection between like, um, uh, television shows and stuff and, uh, stuff that's coming out right now that's anime inspired or, um, has, uh, animes that are inspired from these things, um, and trying to do like a long connection point on this. So if you want to check that out and read it, um, I'm going to be posting this next week. So, or this week, I guess it is. So check it out. Yeah. Whenever, however time works when we record several days in front of our episodes, we, we still haven't figured that part out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, these episodes today are with Hunter x Hunter, and without further ado, let's uh, find out what happened last time on Hunter x Hunter. Yeah, so we, today, we're watching episodes 27 through 30. Uh, as a reminder, we are skipping episode 26, because episode 26 is a recap episode. Terrible. So, if you didn't watch episodes 13 through 25, feel free to check out 26. If you did, don't watch it. Yeah. Um, so we've got our main cast of characters. In this episode, we're mostly just focusing on two of them. That is Gon and Kilowa. So Gon is a plucky little 12-year-old. He's super optimistic, super earnest, super determined, and just all around the best. Kilowa is his strong, silent type friend. He is also about 12. He has grown up in a family of assassins. He kind of always walks with his hands in his pockets in a self-assured manner. Um, they actually just got back from the mountain where Kilua lives with his family of assassins. And now they, the two of them have decided to go pass some time by training, getting stronger and making some money in a place called Heaven's Arena. Um, other important characters, we'll see a little bit, very, very little bit of Karapika, who is a friend of theirs that they went through the hunter exam with. He is also kind of a strong silent type, but we'll only meet him for a few minutes um, the other major previous character is Hisoka, who is a creepy clown guy with a slightly pedophilic style interest in kids, even though it's not actually sexual, probably. And he is super creepy and super strong. And uh, back during the Hunter exam, uh, he punched Gon in the face, and Gon has vowed to punch him back. That's basically that. Also... Also, just a, a quick note, if you became a fan of Leorio in our first uh, thing of coverage of Hunter x Hunter, um, I, I'm sorry to say it, but you're not going to hear from Leorio. <laughs> it's it's um, going to be a, a little while before we see him. We're going to get through an entire arc before we see him again. Yeah, Leorio's going to be gone for a while, and it, it happens very suddenly in a way that almost makes you wonder if the person making the manga and anime just forgot about this character. Um, we have not forgot you, Leorio, and your um, your Leorio sunglasses, my favorite also, meme that I've posted so far. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he still stands as the most popular meme of ever. So, oh, yeah. Gone get it, Leorio. 
Anyways, let's jump on in into episode 27, Arrival X at X the Arena. Um, so, we are uh, coming up on Heaven's Gate, and I tried Heaven's to do Heaven's Arena. A spin, Heaven's Gate's different. Or, Heaven's Gate is dark and yeah. black. Oh, yeah, that's right. Heaven's Arena, uh, they've arrived at, and um, I decided today that I had watched these episodes last week, but I wanted to rewatch them today, but I wanted to watch them in the dub uh, just because I wanted to know what it was like. And I'm I'm happy to say that like the dub is not complete garbage for Hunter X Hunter. I thought that um, you had watched like the first episode in it and you didn't like it, so maybe they kind of found so, their groove. Yeah, I think that's sort of, that's sort of the case. There's one character inside of this, uh, and that character happens to be the uh, voice actor who is playing all of the people that are inside of. Uh, uh, heaven's arena that aren't main characters um he is like a voice that shouts out from the the crowd and then the same voice actor doing it in a slight accent the, from somewhere else in the crowd and then the guy that's like playing both of the like judges on the fights and i was like this is the same guy you guys <laughs> <laughs> we could tell yeah for real anyways um, they've arrived at this Heaven's Gate, uh, Heaven's, <laughs> damn it, Heaven's Arena. It's this big You're rewatching Darker Than Black right now, so this is going to be a consistent I am, problem. I am watching Darker Than Black right now. Man, I really want to, we might cover Darker Than Black really soon. I just so I forgot good. how much I love that show and started, started watching it again. Um, anyways, um, so it's this big giant skyscraper. Apparently it's 251 stories tall. Um, and you have to knock out your opponent and go higher and higher. And you make money all the way up until you get to the top 50, uh, 51 floors, isn't it? The, the 51st, 251st floor is the penthouse suite. So that's not actually for fighting. Yeah. So the, the top 50 floors, you don't get paid any more money, but, um, from, from all the way down at the bottom to the top of 200, uh, you get you get paid out every time you win a fight. And the cleaner your fight goes, the more money that you get paid. And they've come here to try to like earn some money to live yeah. on, basically. They are trying to start from the bottom, and now they're here. Yeah. Anyways... Uh, Killua, um, he knows this place because he's been here before. His dad apparently was like, here, I'm just going to leave you here. And you think, oh, this is kind of crazy that his dad would do this. And you find out that he did it when Killua was six years old. Yeah. And he fought for two years inside of this place until he got to floor 200. Yeah, his dad left him here as though he were forgetting him in a Walmart parking lot or something. And was like, here's the deal. Don't come home until you make it to 200 or I'll kill you or whatever. I don't know what he said. His dad was like a hella chill bro in the last episode. So I don't know if he would actually make that threat or if I'm just misremembering and paraphrasing. But, like, it was pretty intense. Like, Killua was not allowed to return home. So he, like, worked for two years to get there. And then he, like, makes it. He, like, wins the match that earns him floor 200. And he's like, I'm out. (laughs) And then he leaves. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, gone is the first up to fight, um, inside of the first arena. Um, when he fights inside of there, he, he gets told by Kilwa, he's like, Hey, we just have to go inside of here, but don't push too hard. And gone, I think he hears like push hard. And so he's like, Oh, so I should just push hard. And he's like, this guy's really big. I'm fighting like the person he's up against is like seven foot tall. And weighs your, like 600 pounds. Your interpretation of these events is so different than mine. It's insane. <laughs> here's, Why? Here's how I saw this play out. So Gon gets called called up. The dude's really big. And Gon is like, what do I do to beat this guy? And then, so at Killua's estate, there's this thing called the testing gate, which is like ridiculously heavy. And mm-hmm. it's to keep people out that aren't strong enough to earn their way in. Yeah. So gone. I've heard gets, of that. You have, yeah. Actually, there's a podcast about it. Um. So gone. It's is called str- Heaven's Gate, right? Damn it! <laughs> you're so wrong. So gone becomes strong enough to open uh, the testing gate. And hold on, pause, pause, pause. Heaven's Gate is actually a is is a podcast. I just remember that there's Are actually a podcast called Googling Heaven's Gate while that's I'm about talking out loud right now instead of listening. No, to... I'm I'm remembering. You should like, be hanging on also... every word. 
people can also just use their brains and not their computers that are attached to no. like think of things. No. And one of them is me remembering Heaven's Gate is this cult that was like this cult that drank a bunch of Kool Aid. That's and what they, they call themselves. I think it's Heaven's Gate is what they call themselves. Yeah. I think you just want it to be. I'm gonna look this up. Ugh. And you're gonna be wrong. You're gonna Google now that I've accused you. Anyway, no, refuse. the point is, Gon pushed open the fucking heavy door, and then now he's standing in front of this big guy, and he's like, what do I do? And Killua's like, didn't you open that door? Just push. And then he does, and the dude goes flying, and he wins. Yeah. it's it, That whole argument was anticlimactic in the way. Anyways. Um, I don't know. They get I feel sent good about up it. To, they get sent up to 450. Um, and, uh, yeah, I remember well, I thought they were going to progress like one floor at a time, but they actually progress like huge leaps really quickly. And it's not yeah. like it's skipping over anything. They never explain whether or not it has to do with like how quickly they knock them out. Cause like Killua and gone proceed to knock everyone out with one blow without taking any blows themselves. So like maybe they're doing so well that they get to skip. Um, I actually kind of got the impression that maybe like you always go up like a certain handful of floors. And then if you lose, you start to drop down sort of floor by floor. So I'm not sure. They yeah. don't explain it. Uh, pick your favorite system. And that's probably the one. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Killua and Gon are doing very, very good at this. Um, uh, Killua also knocked out his opponent very quickly. Um, and yeah, Killua is not pushing. Can... He's appearing behind you and then karate chopping the back of your neck. So they have, yeah, and they have their own style. <laughs> and then we meet Zushi. Zushi is also a young boy um, who like is fighting inside of. Yeah, he's fighting inside of the uh, the the Heaven's Arena. Um, I had to stop and think about what the name of it was. Oh my um, god! I just he's... remembered that Krillin has hair sometimes. So he's not oh, yeah. like Krillin with hair because when Krillin has hair, it doesn't look anything like this. <laughs> Yeah, anyways. Um so he um he's also fighting against these guys. People think that he's not going to be able to stand up for himself and then he uses like a, a flurry of punches to knock this guy out. Um and yeah, you meet Wayne. Sushi looks like trainer. he's younger than Gon and Killua who again are only 12. He might be. I I get the impression he's either really short or he's younger than them, which yeah. would also accompany the shortness. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we, uh, meet Wing, uh, as I said before, hit that is his trainer. Um, and Zushi and Killua are paired up against each other. Um, and they fight, uh, they fight pretty quickly. Um, or, or at least what we see originally is pretty quickly. Um, uh, Killua goes for like an immediate knockout blow. He hits him in the back of the neck and then, uh, Zushi gets back up and yeah. Killua's like, did I hold back too much? Uh, maybe I should have hit him harder. So, um, and then what? Sorry. I, I've been thinking about this a lot actually. And I kind of came to a realization while I was watching the episodes for this week, which is like, Hunter x Hunter has some really good action sequences, but I realized that it's not actually an action anime. Like, it is an adventure anime, and it's about mm -hmm. discovery instead of shows like Naruto that are about fighting. And so a lot of the time when you watch Hunter x Hunter, you'll get to a fight that feels really big and climactic, and most of those fights you don't get to watch. They'll either turn out to be something unexpected, like when Gon refused to fight, um, oh, what's his name, the... Uh, Saitama Shippuden. Um, he refused to fight him. It was like leading up to like this epic conclusion to the Hunter exam arc, but instead of being a fight, it's like a curb stomp battle that becomes a, a battle of wills instead of like a big climactic brawl. And in the mm -hmm. same way, this big moment where Killua meets Zushi in the ring, you see like maybe a minute of it and then it cuts away to later. And then like they do a flashback so you can see a little bit more of it, but like the pacing of these fights is almost always interrupted there are very few exceptions yeah um and the thing about this one too is that you see this like build up all the way to when zushi changes his stance 
And um, and Kilwell remarks on his first dance, and he's like, he must have trained very hard. His fighting sequence is really good. There's almost no openings inside of it. Then he changes stance, and he has this massive opening at the top of his head, but it looks like something is coming over him. And Kilwell starts to feel a little bit uncomfortable, and then you hear wings shout from the crowd to tell him to, like, stop doing what he's doing. Um, and then it just cuts. Um, and it's gone and Killua, like, um, they, they're meeting in the hallway. Um, gone is like, uh, I made it, uh, I did well. What happened with you, Killua? And he's like, I only won because of technical knockout. And you're right, just kind of like, you're awarded a certain this? amount of points based on like landing a hit. And if you get to a certain threshold of points, you're declared the winner. So like Killua yeah. does not knock Zushi out. Um, he doesn't knock him physically out of the ring. Uh, he literally just lands enough blows on him to be declared the winner, and he's pissed about it. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, two, 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 two. So then he mentions... John Killua. He mentions... So the, he explains the reason that he leaped away from Zushi when Zushi struck the stance, which is that there was this energy emanating from him, this feeling, and it was the feeling that uh, Killua gets when he looks at his brother, which who, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes or watched the show before, his brother is a stone cold dick, and Killua is like genuinely afraid of him, and he got the same feeling, which is crazy because this is his little kid. Yeah, um, and the the next things that happen uh, throughout the episode are. Um, they, they're advancing up these floors. They're going pretty quickly. Killa was a little bit annoyed at gone because, um, he's advancing much faster than he did when he was a kid. This um, is a great but, moment. Cause he's like, it took yeah. me, it was, what does he say? It took me like, I don't think it's when they hit floor 200. Cause that's a big moment later on. But when they hit floor 100, he's like, I'm honestly, I'm a little annoyed at you for how quickly you got here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. And so, um, and so Zushi, they meet up with him again, and the thing that they talk about is that uh, they want to know what that feeling that came over him was. And um, Zushi starts to explain that there are these four te- these four things that he needs to know, and one of them is um, one of them is Nen, and one of them is Ren. And you're about to learn all about them when Wing is like, "Stop." <laughs> Yeah, and I actually will give a detailed breakdown of how this works because it is pretty detailed. Mm -hmm. So we'll go into that in a little bit once we hit that point in the show. Yeah, so the next episode is episode 28, Nin X and X Nin. Um, So uh, they talk about... Sorry. So they talk about what Nin is um, a, a little bit. Um, sort and of. Then, Nen yeah. is the overall name for it. It's comprised of four disciplines, which are called Ten, Zetsu, Ren, and Hatsu. And uh, again, I will explain these. Um, it's uh, you think it's being explained right now, but it's not. It's a trick. Yes. Um, and there is like this this back and forth where they're learning a little bit about it. Um, and, uh, one of the things that they do is that they learn from wing that there is this intimidation, um, technique that's part of it where you just get the intent to kill as soon as it comes over you. Um, it like can make your opponent feel the pressure from your attack. If you've seen this in any other anime, it is just like, they they talk about it all the time, and if you'll remember from the show, it is exactly what happened when he was fighting against um, uh, Hisoka the first time, and he was paralyzed. Yeah. He, like, couldn't move because he was so afraid. His literal malicious intent is, is emanating from him as, like, an oppressive feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool, and um, there's also... So... <laughs> He kind of tells them about this. He freaks Killua out with this intent to kill. But uh, they're like, all right, we're going to bounce because Wing isn't going to like tell them anymore about it or whatever. And then Wing, uh, basically Zushi is like, Wing, why did you like tell them the wrong thing? Like, that's not what you told me. Tell him what you told me. And then you also like cut to Killua and go on walking away. And Killua was like, he's lying to us. That's not... Like, that's not actually how this works. And I gotta yeah. say, it's kind of cool, but also, like, 
I don't think they really like, do you remember them explaining like why he lies to them? Like I, I can't think of a narrative reason in the story why he had to lie. I think he just does. I can justify it if I'm pressed to, but like I have to come up with that justification. And like, honestly, I think it's a, a little weak. Yeah. And also like there, there seems to be a little bit of, um, of a thing where he's talking about, um, you shouldn't always teach people how to use Ren and Nen and all this kind of stuff because not all people deserve to learn it. And he's explaining this to Zuchi and he's just like, you don't know if these people are dangerous and you don't know if they're going to learn this and then like try to attack us because the next thing that he shows him is he rips out a piece of paper and he puts, he puts his like Nen inside of it and then throws the piece of paper like a knife cutting through this like can of juice and stabs into the wall. Then there's this hilarious moment where like he's like Zushi's really upset and he's just like, why are you upset? And Zushi's just like, that was my book. I was going to read it. And that was my juice. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Zushi. So, um, (laughs) also they talk about like when you're at the lower stages, the only thing that you win is like enough to get a juice. So that was all of his earnings. (laughs) I thought about that too. Like, it's not just that like Zushi's a young kid who had some juice. Like this is what he bought himself when he won. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, this is my juice for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, they kind of skip over a lot of the fights. You see almost none of them. And basically, Gon and Killua easily advance to the 200th floor. And they've kind of set us up to understand that, like, the 200th floor and on, things are going to change. There's the people on the floors below that. It's, you know, a sort of come one, come all, free-for-all smorgasbord of, of fighting on the 200th floor, it's really like by the time you've made it up there, you've really weeded it down to the people that are pretty serious and very strong. Um, so they get up there. They immediately round the corner and there's this horrible murderous presence, just like we saw earlier with Wing and even earlier in the series with Kilowa's brother Illumi. And mm-hmm. then creepy receptionist girl shows up and kind of explains some of the rules of the 200th floor until – Surprise, the receptionist girl was actually, like, hypnotized and being held up by Hisoka, who's like, it was me, Dio, and then he's there <laughs> instead. I love that we're watching JoJo's of a Sorry Adventure now. Dude, me too. Like, I, I just, uh, the more I get closer to the more ridiculous parts. Yeah. By the way, like, um, Ben, who listens to this episode, he's one of, like, our avid listeners. Ben he Diamond. wrote on our thing. He, he wrote on her thing the other day. He was like, you think it's ridiculous now? You haven't even fucking stepped in it yet. Uh-oh. I was like, I, had, I didn't see where he wrote that. Where did coming? he write that? Was that he on Twitter? He wrote it to us on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't use Twitter And enough. I'm like, I'm so excited because all these memes that I see for JoJo's Bizarre Adventures <laughs> They're so just good. show like the most ridiculous things. And I'm like, we haven't even gotten to this part yet, but I want to know. Dude, uh, I know. By the way, the one I posted today is so amazing. It's with like that panda bear Pokemon and oh, like yeah. his fighting spirit is the Macha. That Macho? panda bear Pokemon. Machamp. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't um, know his name. Anyway, so it's... uh. It's awesome. We're definitely going to keep watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I know we only agreed on the first one, but we're definitely going to keep watching it. So, uh, so Hisoka is like, I figured out that you were coming here because I kind of spied on you a little bit. And then uh, the other part of my story is that you're not ready to be here, and you need to you need to leave and then come back when you're ready to be on the two hundredth floor. But they're kind of put in a bind because the receptionist, who's still freaked out but also still there, they're like, well, what happens if we don't register for a fight on our first day on the 200th floor? And she's like, well, you you forfeit your space here and gone. You're going to have to go down to the first floor and start all over again. But Kilowa, the last time you were in the tower, you made it to the 200th floor and you left. So if you do it again, we're going to see that you're an unreliable participant and you're going to be banned for life. And they're like, okay, well, we can't have that, so we have to get ready. But they only have until midnight, and it's 10.30. So (laughs) 
pressure's on. Oh, maybe so it's, they no, have it's, sorry, five it's eight, minutes. It's 8.30. <laughs> sorry, they show it in military time, and I'm still getting used to military time. So it's 8.30, so they have three and a half hours. You have six minutes. Um, <laughs> but all of that is completely fine because they are going to go and train with Wing. Um, Wing is downstairs, and he is just decides that they're good guys all of a sudden, I guess, and then decides to, like, spill the fucking beans and tell them everything about what Nen and Ren and everything is. Well, he lies to them again first, and it, honestly, I was like, just get over it. You're training them. They have three and a half hours. We don't have time for this. Yeah, for real. And he's, he's like, he's like, this person learned in this amount of time, and this person learned in this amount of time, and he's a natural, so he learned in three weeks. But uh-huh. you guys, you're faster, and you could have learned in days if you had only had the amount of time. So I guess I'm going to teach you how to do it. Don't worry, I lied to you before, but I changed my mind, and yeah, nobody really talked to me this into one doing up, it. Also, it's so, so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. So it basically, he's so we're we're moving into the end of this episode and the start of the next episode. Spencer, do you want to tell them what the next episode's called? I know you enjoy this. The part next the episode is called Fierce X and X Ferocious. What? No, you skipped episode twenty nine, bro. It. Is awakening X and X potential. Stupid idiot. So <laughs> wing idiot. you. So shut wings, up. Wings deal is like here's how you can learn Nen. You have one of two ways. One is the right way, and one is the way we're gonna do it. So the right way is to train, and the wrong way is to have somebody shoot you full of their Nen. This sounds so sexual. So it sounds even more sexual when it's in American and Killa was like, I felt this nin all over me. It feels slimy and gross. Oh yeah. (laughs) I also wrote down a literal exact quote when he was describing the four different versions, the four different things that combine to make nin. And his exact quote was Ren hardens that, which is soft. And I was like, Hey, (laughs) woohoo boys. So you need, anyway, you need Ren to calm the fuck down. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so um, what he's going to do is he's going to shoot a large amount of his aura into their bodies <laughs> to open up their. <laughs> God damn it! We're never going to make it through this part of the episode. Is just <laughs> off the rails. So he's gonna he's gonna transfer a massive amount of his aura. I'm trying to do this as non-sexually as possible. Unfortunately, everything is sexual if you think about it long enough. Oh damn it! I said long enough. Damn it! So okay, Wing is gonna he's gonna propel his life force from himself. Oh, God, I was going to say into, that's the only <laughs> word for it, into Gon and Killua. And basically, like, the idea is that with training and time, they would be able to sort of open up the the pores, basically, but for Chakra. And they don't yeah. have it, so he has to, he has to jumpstart them. So he's going to fucking uh, open all of their gates at the same time. You know, that thing they talk about in Naruto that will make you die. Yeah. He just is like, I'm going to do this. And, um, and you uh, might before die. He releases, yeah, before he releases it, it's like your life energy. And it's going to come out of you. And if you don't stop it, you're going to get tired. And then you're going to pass out. And then if you can't stop it, you will die. Yeah. This is a, a high-risk uh, gamble here but uh it pays off they their auras start rushing out and sort of you know kind of classic anime dragon ball z you'll see this in naruto as well where they just kind of have like a a shimmering aura this one looks a little bit more like steam rushing straight up which is pretty cool and um yeah. basically wing is like continue to look cool Every yeah, it is. Time that it happens. Wing is like, okay, well, go ahead and contain it. Here's how you do it. He tells them how to focus, and they they kind of get it. So instead of looking like sort of energy that's being expelled and rushing away, it looks like it sort of solidifies around them, and so they have sort of like a a glowing outline of aura around them. It's pretty nice. Yeah. And one of the things that like you okay, man? Really, you, really, and you fading on me? Yeah, I, like I like. I like yawned for a second yeah. there in like kind of a weird we'll just, way. Let's we'll keep talking about anime. Shut up. 
Um, <laughs> that's no, uh, that's what you sound like. <laughs> that's that's you. That's what you sound like. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, the thing that I thought about when like I was I was seeing like the drawn like nin come around them, um, like their auras that come you around them. The I started right thinking now. about. <laughs> I started thinking about Dragon Ball Z, and I I looked up a couple of Dragon Ball Z fights because I wanted to see them training with their auras uh-huh. and using it. And I was like, I was like, I wonder if I can if I can get to like one of their training sequences and see if they talk about the same stuff. They don't really do that. And then I noticed something which is like the most, it's like the most obnoxious thing that they could have done, which is. In Dragon Ball Z, when they're using their chakra or whatever that's around them, it's like a fireball, and yeah. it kind of like rushes up and up around them, yeah. and it's like fire raising to the roof, right? And a lot of times when they're doing this and they're like flying through the air and learning how to do it, sometimes they just get real lazy with the animation, and the like the fire energy around them is just not moving. Yeah, and I'm like. They just forgot to do it, or they didn't have enough money to keep on doing it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if this trouble. is a thing people have talked about. And look it up on YouTube. They they talk about the laziness of Dragon Ball Z animation, and it is a fascinating watch. Um, it 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 really kind of plays into effect that like Hunter X Hunter really doesn't take those shortcuts, and no. I really appreciate that. They poured Whereas, money into like, the Dragon series, Ball Z, and you can see it. So yeah. I'm gonna. Whereas Dragon Ball Z is like meh. So they're about to learn Nen, and they basically they basically learn how to control it. I'm gonna go over the four different disciplines of Nen now, and I debated on whether or not I should like stop the show and call this out, but I think it's interesting because most of the time in a show in a in a shonen anime, you're gonna get the Dragon Ball Z thing where it's just sort of a generic energy, and they don't really even talk about it. It's just chi or or chakra or whatever. Um, with Naruto, it'll get a little bit more complicated as we go along, but for the most part, it's generic life energy. In this show, it is life energy, but there are there there are these four disciplines that make up this technique called Nen, and they're basically steps in the process. So the first one is 10, which is defensive. When you master your 10, you basically have a shield against other people's Nen. So incoming Nen, when you have your 10 shield up, will protect you. If you don't have a 10 shield, you'll get really, really injured. Um, yeah. Zetsu is going to become a lot more pop, uh, a lot more important to the story a little while later, but it's basically suppressing your presence, making your um, your life energy disappear so that people can't sense your presence mm-hmm. ren is i wrote it down as projects your nan not, that's not quite right ren is like putting fuel on the fire so you've defended yourself you've hidden yourself with ren you're basically preparing yourself to use your life energy for something and you're kind of charging it essentially and then Hatsu is the last one, and that's the actual release of your energy. So we've seen Wing do that when he's literally released his malicious intent toward them. That's Hatsu when he expels his energy. And I really like these four different elements. I think I remember the first time I watched it, I thought it was a little bit much. But this time I kind of caught what each piece was and how they string together. And I like that. Um it can get a little confusing if you can't remember which is which because they'll talk about them in the names that each thing has. And you're like, oh, wait, which one was that one? What are they doing right now? But uh, you can just refer back to this episode of the podcast and you'll have this handy little guide. Yeah. Um, so the next things that happen are pretty quick succession. They learn how to use these abilities and they go back upstairs and um, Hisoka tries to use his ability on them. They make it through. He's like, okay, you can sign up your fight. And then we get the arrival of the obnoxious triplets. Oh, my God. I hate them so much. These guys (laughs) are kind of similar to the rookie buster dude from the Hunter exam arc, who was just the obnoxious guy who wanted to make people fail. These dudes, there's three of them, and their whole thing is... Okay, so like a little bit of backstory they talk about around this area is that um, a lot of people don't make it to the 200th floor. 
But what sets people on the 200th floor and up apart is that all of them know how to use Nen. And Nen is an extremely dangerous fighting technique. Like I said a second ago, if you don't know the Ten discipline, you can't protect yourself from it and it will mess you up or kill you. So a lot of the times when people make it to the 200th floor and they don't know Nen, there are people on the 200th floor that break you in by breaking your body. So these three guys have been broken by arriving here before they were ready. And now they see these two new fresh faces who look like they are not ready. And they are prepared to break them in exchange for what was done to them earlier. So we have one guy whose face is sort of weird. And I don't remember what he does in the story. So we're going to skip over him. There's another dude who's in like a wheelchair. But the wheels are like monster truck wheels. Um yeah. And I think we see him fight. I don't remember. And then the main dude is a guy who looks like a shy guy from Mario. Um, He's fully covered in a red cloak. He has, instead of legs, he has a single peg. And then he also has a cane so he can balance himself, I guess. And, like, his cloak, instead of having, like, an opening for his eyes and mouth, it just has, like, a... I don't know, breathing apparatus or something, and then like holes for his no, eyes. No, it's a, it's it's a it's a little tube that he can shoot. Um, he can BBs? shoot rocks out of like, like octorocks from pea Zelda. Shooter. A what is it? He's an octorock. You oh. don't remember octorocks from Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time? Okay, I don't want you guys to unsubscribe from our podcast right now, but I've never played a Zelda game ever at all. This is you've heard it, everybody. This is the end of our friendship. Damn it. Did you hear it? It it's it's the quietest. It's I like played a, like a few minutes like of a, the Wii one, but I didn't like it. It sounded like if you said that with an Irish accent, it would be like the most ridiculous it's like I played a few minutes with the Wii one. Say it in an Irish accent, you'll hear it. I don't have an um, Irish anyways. accent in my back pocket right now. Irish is hard. <laughs> Anyways, there is a pair up, and they have uh, decided that the first match that's going to be happening um, between these three weirdos and Gon and Killua is going to be Gon against the stupid, stupid Shy Guy. His name Anyways, is... Oh, fuck, where is it? I keep calling him Shy Guy in my notes. What? Guido is his name. So the, the thing is, Gon and Killua are going about this in different ways. Killua has an insatiable hunger to know more about Nen. He wants to be stronger. He wants to be able to protect himself and attack with this ability. Gon has an insatiable hunger to know what he's up against. So Mm -hmm. they have, I think they have 30 or 90 days before they have to register for a fight. Like they have to register by midnight, but the fight isn't immediate. It's like within the next period of time. And it's a while. So Wing is like, look, I taught you enough to get through um, Hisoka's murderous intent, but I haven't taught you anything enough to, like, survive. So, like, go there, sign up so you're not disqualified, and then we'll train. Gone is like, sorry, I'm going to sign up immediately. And he does. Um, there's a, a pretty funny bit where the receptionist is trying to explain to them how they can progress, and there's, like, each floor has like a floor champion, and then if you beat, floor master, yeah, and then if you're a floor mat, if you beat the floor master, you become the floor master, and if you're a floor master, you get invited to this other fighting tournament, and the winner of that tournament gets to live in the penthouse, and it's this huge prestigious honor, and they don't give a fuck, and she is so upset with them for not caring, and yeah. so they uh, they get signed up, and Gon's battle is the next morning. Yeah. And so the next thing that we're going to get into in this next episode, Fierce X and Ferocious X, or X Ferocious, whatever it is. <laughs> Anyways, I've already announced it twice. That's enough. Um, yeah. So he's about to fight against this guy. And the first thing that you see is this guy throws out a whole bunch of tops all over the floor and he puts his nin inside of them. So they start spinning really fast and they start shooting at gone like bullets. So he immediately starts getting hit by these tops. And luckily, Gon has mastered 10, which was kind of Wing's condition. Like, there was no way they could get through Hisoka's murderous intent in order to sign up. 
if they did in Master 10. And he has, so he's able to protect himself from other people's Nen, but it still hurts. Like, basically, he's still being hit by, like, super fast, heavy, metallic objects. And he mentions at one point that each time he gets hit, it's like being hit by a hammer. But Mm -hmm. at least it's not as bad as it could be because he's got his 10 shield up. Yeah. Um, So... Um, he wants to start paying attention to these things. And when he starts trying to pay attention to these things and use, um, his like other techniques, it's, he notices uh, that he's using Zetsu, which is the one that diminishes your presence, but also allows you to sense other people. Yeah. And he notices that his 10 starts to dissipate when he does it. And when he starts to realize that he's like, oh crap, if these things hit me, and I'm not using my 10, I'm just going to get rocked. And as he realizes this, another one of them flies at him, hits him so hard that he literally flies out of the ring and hits the wall, and he gets up, and uh, the person uh, beside him that's, like, watching the match and making sure everything's okay, he's like, you have 10 seconds to get it's inside the, the ring, or I'm going to disqualify referee. you. He's not just, like, a yeah. random guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's somebody's like, there, yeah. and he's like, are you all right? Get back in there in 10 seconds. Yeah, and he's like, he tells him if he's not back in 10 seconds, he's going to disqualify him. And my favorite part about it is that Gon at this time was like, noticed that one of the spinning tops is outside the ring. And he's like, well, it's not trying to attack me. And he's like, are you listening to me? And Gon's just like, shut up. I'm doing something. Yeah. He goes, be quiet. I'm trying to think. And the dude just starts counting down because he's mad at Gon now. Yeah. So Gon realizes these spinning tops, they're not after him they're just spinning so the problem is like they're spinning through the ring but they're not actually like homing missiles trying to find him they're just charged um and we'll learn i think through an internal monologue of guido that um he can't control where the tops go directly he basically has just programmed them with his nen to run into anything nearby. So they're crashing into one another, but they keep spinning and crashing around. And if Gon gets in the middle of it, they're going to come after him. And Gon's like, oh, it's like a game of sumo tops. And all I could think was, I was like, you didn't have the rights to say Beyblade, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- so I saw that too. And I was like, I don't know if this is Beyblade or if Beyblade is like uh, a branded, you know, like, differentiated version of a simpler game that's more common but can we take a moment to talk about how terrible the show beyblades was uh well let me explain the game beyblade uh this is going to be high level explanation because i've never played it but basically they are custom spinning tops and you can get different um configurations to like change where the weight is or something like that and then you spin them in this little um dome like a a half like a shallow bowl basically is the arena so they'll spin and kind of move in toward one another and i i guess you're trying to knock one of them out or make one of them stop moving first i don't know the exact rules but it's a spinning tops game and and you customize the the configuration of your top and that's what makes it not just literally two tops banging into each other yeah, Even though and in the show is. Beyblades, for some reason they like can also like activate something on the Beyblade. The show that, Beyblade like, is a direct Beyblade. reaction to Yu-Gi-Oh. It's the dumbest, dumbest show I've ever watched. Probably a hundred episodes of. You watched and that I, many? So many episodes. It's on I Netflix. Like, I kind of want to go watch some and just see. Because I love watching old Yu-Gi-Oh! Because it's so melodramatic. Your move! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would check that out. I would get into that. I also watched Duel Masters, which was an even more direct derivative of Yu-Gi-Oh! And it was just like Yu-Gi-Oh! But less complex. And they used CG instead of drawing the monsters. What are we talking about? I don't know. We're talking about this fight. Anyways, so... um, so he jumps over and tries to attack this guy. Um, as soon as he gets close enough to him, though, he starts spinning like a top himself and knocks Gon away. Fucking shy guy. Gon is kind of like, yeah. So he he's like got another technique that he hasn't revealed yet, which is to spin himself. It's tops and on the, tops. 
the next thing that happens is is um we're gonna say two things that happen. I'm gonna go ahead and explain what actually happened inside of it, and then we can go to the hospital bedroom because like that whole thing they split wow, it up in the way that Hunter X Hunter does, where they like they they do this thing where they like don't show you the action and then show you the after effect and then show you the action. Yeah, because again, it's, it's not like, an action show, but it it reads like it and it feels like it. Yeah. And so it builds up yeah. to these big climaxes, but the climax isn't the fight. The climax is what you learn from the fight. Yeah. And so uh, apparently what happened is that gone, he decided that he just, there's no way that he can get around these, um, these Beyblades that are on the ground. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I I'll so, allow it. Yeah. And so he, um, he's like, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it without using Zetsu. And I, I need to, or, or Zetsu, 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 whatever. Ten um, is the shield. Uh, Zetsu is the, uh, um, sensory. So he's using yeah. Zetsu. And, yeah. And so he's like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get around it without using this ability. So I need to use it and there's no way I'm going to get close enough. So at least I can try to get to a point where I can at least avoid the tops. So what he does is he starts training. He starts going into this mode where he's just like, I'm at least avoiding the tops. I'm not going to get hit one more time because I'm at nine points. And if I get hit a 10th time, I'm out. Um, and so he's avoiding all these tops, and they're they're like watching and he's, kind of being he's like, determined oh my God. to get one point for himself. He knows he's going to lose, but he wants to get a point. Yeah, and so he's avoiding these tops, and it's going really well. And then he loses his concentration for just a second. Well, and it, one of the tops he doesn't like, lose his concentration. He just jumps in the wrong direction, and he gets got. Well, um. He knows that he can't pull up his tin fast enough, so instead he just takes a hit. And it's a hit that's so strong that it crushes nine bones, in, or what? No, four bones in his body. Yeah. And he gets hit in his arm so hard, like a bullet. And then he wakes up inside of a hospital bed, wearing a brace on his arm, and Killawa telling him how he's such a complete moron for doing yeah. this. Yeah, he's broken, I think he broke, he breaks his arm in a couple of different places. And I think he breaks some ribs as well. Like he's hurt. So wing shows up and wing is pissed. And, um, wing. So before wing gets there, Killua and gone talk about how gone's expected recovery time is four months, which the, on the 200th floor, you have three months from your last fight before you have to fight again or be disqualified. Um, yeah. So that's not great. Wing shows up and he's like, you're going to recover and then we can train. How long is your recovery? And Killua goes, two months. <laughs> and then Wing's like, okay, well, that's cool. And Gon is like, thanks, Killua. You're a real bro. <laughs> Thanks for all the lying. <laughs> um, so Wing is like, hey, Killua, why don't we go have a, a little chitty chat outside? And he's a like, chat? yeah, like a chitty chat. What? That That's what might be the, the gayest thing you ever said to me right now. <laughs> I've said gay or shit. <laughs> I'm pretty gay. I've <laughs> obviously said gayer things. <laughs> Don't put your gay number on me. Yeah, don't try and limit my homosexuality. <laughs> so, um, so Wing goes to talk with Killua outside, and he's like, what are your goals? And Killua's like, mm, not that much. Gon wants to fight Hisoka, and like, that's kind of it. But he mentions that um, he thinks that Gon, and this is interesting, because this is one of Gon's character traits, and I would say character flaws. Which is that Gon gets really into the thrill of battle and he kind of gets a tunnel vision. So, like, he can have an overarching goal, but sometimes the goal that's right in front of him, he, he'll he come to all of these moments or these battles or confrontations or whatever in pursuit of his overarching goals. But he gives everything his full attention. And so he kind of gets tunnel vision and he's like, it's not that he's being foolish like it's not that he went in there knowing that he was going to get himself hurt or was trying to like put himself at risk but like his goal was to like 
get to Hisoka. And to do that, he has to get through this challenge and he has to understand what's at stake. So he like put himself at risk because that was how to achieve his overarching goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. thanks. Yeah, I know Mm -hmm. I'm right. Mm -hmm. So wing, Mm -hmm. uh, wing is like, all right, well, um, you guys can train, um, by practicing your, your Ren, which is how much energy you can build up. You can also train by practicing your your Zetsu. Uh, I don't know if he tells them to train his Ten at, at all. He, they're definitely not training Hatsu, which is the release of the energy. So basically, like practice practice getting in control of like your life energy in your body. Um, I like that you well, the way that you said it almost sounded like practice getting in control of your life. <laughs> yeah, get your life right, and then we'll talk. And Wing yeah. actually offers to train Killua. And Killua's like, mm, I'm good. I don't want to leave Gon behind because Gon's not allowed to train while he's getting, yeah. while he's recovering. And Wing's like, okay, well, Gon should at least focus on his 10 and he should train on his 10 every day. And then Killua's like, all right, I'll tell him. And then when he gets back to the room, he sees that Gon's already focused. And is practicing his 10. And he's just like, I should have known. Oh, that gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my old Betty. Anyways, um, I don't know what that was from. Anyways, <laughs> shut up. Don't tell me how to live my life. Um, you're not my real dad. Um, so anyways, Wing's so, last so- thought here before we cut away to the way B plot is... Wing is like, these kids have learned so much so quickly. They have crazy potential. I might have unleashed a monster by teaching these guys Nen. Okay. So here's the B plot and we're almost out of time. So let's get through it. (laughs) So uh, we cut to uh, Kirapika um, and he is uh, going into the shop and he's trying to figure out uh, some more information. And he's like, he's I'm a hunter. And she's like, jobs, basically. Yeah. He's like, I'm a hunter. Give me work. And she's like, I'm not going to give you work unless you can actually finish your, your training. And your, he was finish like, your what? exam. And he's like, no, I finished yeah. it. And she's like, nah, Yeah, this is, this is my license. I finished my exam. And she's like, no, you didn't because the, the exam isn't completed until you can see what's right here next to me. And he was like, what's right here next to you? And he doesn't see it, but we see it. And she's she's exhibiting um, her uh, uh, Nen right beside her. And it looks like a creepy ghost face. Um, she is, uh, she had caught a ghastly um, and yeah. it is uh, hovering right next to her. And he doesn't have the sylph scope, so he can't see what's no. going on. He has not beaten yeah. Team Rocket and Saffron City to get the self scope to see the ghost in yeah. in Lavender Town's Pokemon Tower, so he cannot progress with the game. Yeah, and we we like we have Nen because we've learned in the past one, but we also don't have self scopes. If you had a self scope, it would just look like a normal ghost Pokemon, but you know, right. we don't have it. Yeah. So anyways, um, it's a shame. so it's anyways, a shame. <laughs> um, he's dejected <laughs> and he goes out of there and he's just like that bitch don't know anything about my life. She don't know and he's just anything. walking along. And this guy, like, comes by and brushes past him for, like, a moment. And then we cut to walking in the forest and a bullet being shot at the back of Kirapika's head. He dodges it, but when it touches the tree, it just explodes. Like, there's just this huge hole that gets knocked in the side of the tree. It bursts a far too large hole in the tree. It is not a bomb. Yeah. So we turns out that he has run into this guy who's also a hunter that can use Nen that put Nen inside of this totally swiped his hunter his ex- exam or his hunter's license without him noticing. <laughs> it's like yeah. so insulting. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, uh, if you want to fight me, you can. And so Karapika pulls out his sticks cause he's still fighting with sticks. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he's like, okay, I'll fight you. And then it cuts to him on the ground, having just gotten his ass completely handed to him. And he's like, I gotta have the enough power to fight on my own. And he's like, well, I can show you how to fight on your own. And then I'll give you back your hunter's license. And that's the end of that episode. And we're not even going to go back to that for so long. So long. (laughs) It's It's just an aside to let you know that like, 
while Gon and Killua are learning Nen, Kurapika is also learning Nen because he's going to need to know and it for the arc after Leorio this. Leorio is somewhere. Leorio is becoming a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's it. We've uh, we've had our first experience in in the Heavens Arena. We have learned about Nen. Gon has gotten himself very injured, and uh, we'll pick that up in our next Hunter X Hunter episode. But stick around through the credits, and uh, you will hear something that is coming up next time. And uh, we've already spoiled it. Well, yeah, uh, but also uh, right before we go to the end credits, um, as a reminder, this next week's episode was suggested to us on Reddit. It was not a part of our schedule. We got that suggestion. We adjusted our schedule. Um, thank you for making that suggestion. We will give you a direct call out next week. And if you, as a listener, would like to see something specific on our show suggested to us, we might not immediately change course like we did for this one. Uh, This one just happens to fit with what we were doing already really well. But um, any suggestions are appreciated. And if we like those suggestions, we'll find a way to implement them. Lake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level five sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. It's time for the Cowboy Bebop movie. We've got movie sign! Ah! <laughs> I love Mr. Sense 3 3000.